Welcome to episode 6 on PSPD. I shall now answer more questions as a lot of questions are coming in. The majority of them from one person, but I'll answer them regardless. Let's get to it. So someone asked me a stretching question roughly about the frequency of it or the potential optimal frequency on it. So I will give you what I have found in the literature, but I will also give you my own two cents with it. So most of the studies have been done on hamstrings. I believe Dante et al. did one where intermittent 30 seconds stretching was better than a 90 second hold when done over a 15 week period. There was another study though, Feeland et al. suggested that for older populations, a longer duration was better. But that's just answering the how long you should stretch for. So in general, I would recommend if you wanted to stretch, duration wise, 30 seconds at a time would be ideal. And I would go a little bit longer if you are older. In terms of how often you should stretch, and I'm assuming how often you should stretch to actually get some gains in range of motion, albeit temporary. Well, Nakamura did one, and he basically said that three times a week is seems to be better for once a week. When they equated for duration, they were measuring calf length in this sense. Uh, I have read other things that said um, the effects of stretching are the same when you stretch three times a week compared to five times a week. So judging from the literature, if you wanted to stretch, you probably should do it three times a week, holding it for 30 seconds at a time, doing a couple sets of that, and that will help you get some transient changes in range of motion. Now let's go over to real life and you need to consider things such as what are your goals and how much time can you afford stretching? There are a lot of things associated with this. I'm just gonna go say it now. Stretching, I believe by itself is transient. I don't think it offers any permanent changes in your range of motion. So it's not gonna make you more flexible. So the example I'm gonna use are probably dancers and gymnasts who probably stretch a lot, but their exercise involves taking their joints and muscles to extreme ranges of motion. So do you think it's their five minutes of stretching or five to 20 minutes of stretching at the end of each session? Or do you reckon it's their three hours of moving through range that's gonna get that change in range of motion? You already know my opinion on this. So if you wanted to stretch, feel free to stretch. It feels good. It can help calm things down. It can help calm you down. I find it very relaxing personally. But if you want permanent changes in range of motion, then I would recommend movement through the whole range of motion and strengthening through the whole range of motion, particularly leaning towards eccentric contractions to enable you to um, get those, get the stimulus to change your range of motion it's still basically use it or lose it so 
if you compare stretching to nothing, stretching is clearly better than nothing. But if you compare stretching to say moving constantly throughout a full range of motion, I would pick moving th constantly throughout a full range of motion any day of the week. I'm not against stretching per se in the situation that if you need to stretch in order to reach a certain position, then stretch all you bloody want. But once you are able to achieve that position, then keep moving into that position so that your body remembers it and particularly under some sort of load which would be, which would be better that's what i think anyway so yeah it's good there are other little studies um, talking about stretching the opposite muscle um, for example sandberg i think et al suggested that torque is increased and potentially you could get some minor gains in vert jump if you stretch the opposite muscles. So I think he was talking about stretching the hip flexors and dorsiflexors. But when I actually looked at the actual effect sizes, uh, they're pretty small. So, I mean, you probably improve your vert for like a centimeter, which, eh, it's not that much. So keep that in mind. There was another one. I think Miranda et al. did a seated row uh, using a stretch of the pec major. So if you're going to train your back, you know, you stretch out your chest. So that the results of that antagonist stretching, which is stretching the opposite muscle, um, adopted during the sort of rest period might give you some more reps and activation of the agonist muscles. So basically saying that if you're going to do a seated row, you probably get more out of your seated row if you stretch, a, stretch out your pecs in between sets. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know how big that effect size is, um, but it's something to consider. Um, it's better than sort of looking at your phone during your rest break anyway. So yeah, get off your ass and do something. The next question is, are fruit flies healthier than normal flies? Oh my God. No, shut up. The fucking stupid question this is interesting actually because there is a thing implying that if you eat fruit you're super healthy well not necessarily as we may know as the as the dietary recommendations suggest you need a balanced combination of eating fruits and vegetables and some meats and carbohydrates to have a healthy diet so to imply that eating more fruit is healthier well it depends on what you're comparing it to if it's healthier than eating chocolate potentially but i love chocolate so shut up i think that's all for today i'll call that for now any questions hit me up if you've survived this long thanks for listening now don't go off into the sunset and bluntly do what i may have said or recommended seek proper advice from qualified healthcare professionals like, comment, subscribe, or book in if you'd like us to assist.